everyone, and welcome to the Lands Between. Yes, we are journeying to the world of Elden Ring this week in an episode that should be interesting because I don't think I've talked to anyone who's played this game the same way twice, and that by that I mean I play it differently than someone else, but you're probably wondering who's talking. Well, you got me, Zinger, and I'm joined by the guest host with the most. Go hey, ahead. it's me, Adam. Yeah, hey. Adam's back. Adam's back, everybody. Yeah. And... In preparation for this, I think we'll eventually have a fantasy football episode or us talking about football, but that will be closer to the start of the football season. You still excited? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's year round. It never stops. You know this. It, it, it is because I, I was actually sitting there last night and I was going through something. I'm like, man, football season needs to happen again. One of my buddies was like, why? And I'm like, because they're pulling up stats of which teams have had the most arrests since 20, since 2000. Like people are, people are getting bored with no football, but in that amount of time of boredom, I have played the Elden Ring games and sir, you have dabbled in them as well. And as the, as an individual who's played them, I was like, I must summon someone forth who has at least some knowledge of the craziness that is this game. So, Mm -hmm. sir, if I may put you on the spot, how far are you and how much time have you devoted to the world of Elden Ring? So when I started the game, there is a very helpful map online. I believe it's by Magpie uh, or something like that, where it tells you like, hey, this is the critical path. Like go here, do everything here and do that. So I've been following that map. Uh, Currently, I'm I think it's 73 hours in and level 97. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've, you know, I've basically, I've done a lot. I would say I'm probably about over halfway through the game based on how much of the map and everything that I've done. Because when I go to a certain area, I do literally every single thing in that area. So it's taking a little more time. And that's no problem. My question to you is this. What was the last boss fight, like big boss you had? Oh, the last boss fight I had is, oh God, what is that thing called? Um, that is not narrowing it, it, it down when it comes to I know it doesn't. Game. It, these things have so many ridiculous names. It's the thing at the end of the Lake of Rot. It's some kind of astral. Ah, oh, oh, right. Um, I know what you're talking about. Um, natural born of the void. It's that like astral creature yeah, thing yeah. that's kind of like an alien looking thing. And it's actual yeah. description say it fell from the stars. So what it sounds like you're doing, if, if I am correct you are following what's called um, Ronnie, Ronnie the Witches. Yes, I did finish her quest. So technically, yes. I guess I fought that dragon last, the one in front of that church. Yes. Technically. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking about more bigger bosses because there's like a whole sub down of different bosses and different things like that. So yeah. with you 70 hours in, that sounds about right. Still on your first playthrough, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Not to flex. Not flexing here. But flexing real quick, I mm-hmm. am on my third playthrough. I have beaten oh. the Elden Lord. I mean, I've, I've beaten the Elden Beast, all that stuff. And I'm mopping up a few of the optional bosses in preparations to start my fourth playthrough of the game. I have gotcha. all the achievements, which are... N- Here's the funny thing. The achievements in this game are not hard to get. It's just you put the time in. Yeah. And the way it sounds like you're doing it, if you're going through and checking off everything, because my first playthrough, I got almost every one of the bosses. And numerous bosses in this game are completely optional. Completely. 
You don't have to face them. You don't have to mess them. The one that you went up against, that astral thing, I didn't even fight on my last playthrough. Like, because yeah. my, my last one, I just basically bulldozed through to get to the Frenzied Lord ending. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the Frenzied Flame ending, and just skipped basically everything else. Like, I didn't touch any of the other stuff. Because you, yeah. you, you, you don't need to. One of my friends who's way more adept at this game says that he can beat it in probably under two hours. If he oh, just yeah, you... focuses on just doing the main stuff to just beat the game. Yeah, because you really only need two great runes, and then mm-hmm. you can go straight to the end of the game. So yeah. you really could beat it quickly if you knew what you are doing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing about this game. It's so many people have played it. It is such a phenomenon in the sense of, it's funny because I remember talking to you before I bought it, wondering if I should. And, I mean, 180 hours worth of my time later, it's definitely still worth it. The fact that I've completely done every achievement and I'm still still mopping up and doing other stuff out of just like, oh, I should keep playing this, um, is a is a testament to this game. If it, Because this game is not for the faint of heart, if I may say so. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it, it's, seriously, I think the best description I've had of this game is if you go to Costco and buy yourself like a ton of eggs, go up to a brick wall and start throwing the eggs against it, and then when one of those eggs doesn't break, that's what it's like to play this game. Is you keep throwing yourself at something until that one time you get through or figure out some way to make yourself survive to get to the next step. I mean, or a is lot that of, just uh, me? Yeah, no, no. It's it's about finding stuff out. I think, actually, I think this game is designed pretty well compared to some other ones just because... Um, so where the being open world, if you get to something that's too hard, you just were like, I can't go here, and you go somewhere else, which I think is great where you just – it it doesn't tell you what level everything is, but you can tell like, oh, I do no damage, and one hits me, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think after you beat Margit, which is the first like real boss in the game, once – the lessons he teaches you about how to play the game, I think he's the hardest boss in the game if you haven't played Souls games before. And once you figure out, like, oh, this is how this game works, I think he's the boss that teaches you that. And after that, I honestly think that everything else is doable. So I think he honestly is the hardest boss in the game if you don't know what you're doing. And then after that, you learn, like, oh, here's what my build does. Here's how these things need to work. And then after that, yeah, it's just bigger numbers. But I think that that first boss is really the thing that tells you, like, this is how you should play these video games. So, real quick, is I do vaguely want to touch on the mythology of this, but at the same time, 180 hours into this, 70 hours into this, I think both of us can still not even scratch the surface on all this game has to offer with its mythology and all the weird stuff in here. But the premise of this game is this. Elden Ring takes place in the, takes place in the lands between. Sometime after a disaster that of the titular Elden Ring. The shattering, the shattering of the Elden of the Great Rune. What by 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 the way, what I am saying is I'm reading this verbatim, and I know somebody sitting there at home going, "What the crap are you talking about?" And yes, you're 100. What the crap am I talking about? Once graced by the ring and the Eld and the Ur tree, which symbolized a presence in the realm, the realm is now ruled over by demigods, off, offspring of Queen Merica the Eternal. Each possesses a shard of the ring that corrupts and taints with the power, leading to the abomination 
abandonment of the great will. As a tarnish, that's you, exiled from the lands between, who lost the ring's grace, are summoned back after the shattering. Players who traverse the realm to ultimately become the new Elden Lord. So, lots of stuff in there that probably you're scratching your head if you've never played these games going, what the crap are you talking about? And you're 100% correct in that statement because you, it, I, I still, there, there's some stuff in this game that I still don't understand. I've watched like review videos discussing characters and stuff like that. And I'm still like, what is going on here? By the way, phenomenally written by J.R. I mean, by, not J.R. Martin. The, the Game of Thrones guy. I keep, I keep wanting to say J.R. Tolkien. I know that's 100% incorrect. <laughs> George Railroad Martin. Yes, there we go. Um, written by him along with um, the guys behind the Souls games. It, it is phenomenally written. There's a lot of great story here, but it's a lot of stuff to where it's like very confusing and very within itself makes sense within the world that you're playing in. So if you don't know anything about this, it sounds like gibberish. Because I know I've talked to Ellie or Eric about this, and they've sat there and I've gotten a, aha. Uh-huh. Very interesting as they slowly back away from me. <laughs> Here's the thing about From Software Games. And even though George uh, Railroad Martin is attached to this game, it doesn't I don't I don't I don't see where he's attached to this game at all. From games have always been extremely obtuse and honestly I think told pretty poorly and you need like a YouTuber like Yahtzee to like explain it to you. Yeah. Based on item descriptions and like Characters will say a line one time, and you're just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, I'll remember that forever because that's important people's lore. I always thought the story in these games is told extremely bad because, again, 90% of your players who are like, I love these games. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that just is what it is. Um, it's fun if you want to dig into it. There's stuff there, but it is not told to the player well at all, and it never has been. But it's still, it's still a good time. Well, the funny thing is, from what I've been told from people who played way too many of these games – the, the games in the From Software line. This one's the most cohesive and the most fleshed out one. And what does that tell you? And, and you still don't know what's happening. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I've I've played Dark Souls 3. I've played Sekiro. And I'm like, I, I just dodge, roll, and attack when you can. That's that's the storyline of this these games. Like I said, this one actually has something going on in it that makes vague enough sense if you really dig into it. But like I said... I've never gotten into the other ones. This was like my gateway into actually playing more than getting my freaking butt handed to me a few times and then giving up. This one's the one I've obviously put the most time into and I've enjoyed the most. And have you played any of the other Souls games before? I have played bits of all of them. Mm -hmm. And your thoughts going from the, I mean, I'm assuming this one is the one you put the most time into as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. This one is, I'm sure some Souls fans will take it negatively, um, but the most mainstream and, like, the most approachable um, compared to the other ones. Um, Just, again, in the openness, honestly, being able to choose whatever you want and having the open world to, like, do things at your own pace. Because, like, in a a Dark Souls game, it's like, oh, hey, go to this area. Or, you know, like, here's, like, the dungeon you got to go to next. Or here's, like, the the world you got to go to next. And if you can't get through that, you're just... You're out of luck, right? Like you got to get through it. Um, and this one being able to go at your own pace. And I think there's a little bit more uh, options in the in the class. It feels like there are more viable options in, in the classes and stuff to me anyways. Well, the, th- the thing I love about this game is there was a time when I was playing it early on in my first playthrough where I like had to grind and fight like 
one-on-one with like groups i mean like like one-on-one with like soldiers and stuff to try to beat them and now i seriously can just walk through them and like not even care that they're attacking me yeah sort of thing like it's something to where it's really fun once you go back to certain areas or once you're on another playthrough to go up against certain uh bosses and stuff like that like for example going up against godfrey now like i just smack him around like it's it's not even like he he's he's nothing now Whereas it's like that, 10 hits and he's dead compared to it took, you know, 10 minutes. Before, yeah, yeah. Before we like, had to dodge yeah. roll and stuff like that. Like, I just used to just run up and just power through. Speaking of running up power through, what what is your main, how, are, how did you build your character? So I actually started the game making three characters and then I ended up staying with one. This is why I want to play New Game Plus because I want to go play those other character classes. The one that I stuck with was the Samurai because I was just like, you know Same. what? I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go for a melee build. A big heavy hit people with swords, uh, and then you get that a bow and arrow at the beginning, which is really good. But once I finish the game, because uh, New Game Plus, you keep all your equipment. So I'm, again, going through the game and doing literally everything so I have every option available. Mm. I either want to do a faith-based or a uh, a sorcery build just to see what it's like to play magic. So um, I did make those other characters, but I only got like an hour or two in, and I decided to switch to the samurai. So, yeah, I'm just a big beefy boy who uh, hits people with two-handed with a sword. So... My build was this. I, I, I basically went in, was trying to figure out. I started with the samurai. I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to hit stuff. And then I'm like, okay, magic seems complicated. I'm going to ignore that. And I just kept pouring and pouring into strength. So, and, of course, health. So I basically turned myself, as I do in almost all games where I have this option, into just a freaking tank where it's like, oh, you're going to hit me? All right, cool. I'm going to hit you back harder. So... That was my build, and there is nothing more pleasurable than in the game where you have, like, the colossal swords and being able to dual-wield two of those and just smack yeah. around things. So it's it's great. Is it the best method in this game? Uh, you, you, you run into a few walls every now and then. But, I mean, for me, it's one of those things where I've spoken with people that have played just magic builds, and I'm like, I don't understand how that works. And their response to me is, I don't understand how you just sit there and just hit stuff. So <laughs> it's it's weird because this this game exists in a world where you can play it so many different ways. And by the way, I've seen so many gag builds and so many like over-the-top builds that people have done just looking online for like the weirdest builds. And it just... It just shows that this game has so much to offer to anybody. Whereas the other Souls games are straight up, oh, you're stuck here, get good. Whereas in this game, it's, oh, you're stuck here, go do something else. Yeah. For a while. Which I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed because like I said, there was stuff where, where I ran straight into a wall and I was like, well, I got an option. I can keep hitting myself against this wall or... I can go over here and try to figure out something else or completely respect or do stuff like that, which I will admit on my final, on, on my third playthrough, when I got to the um, Elden Beast at the end, I did have to completely respect my character for that fight because mm, I, I don't know what was going on. Second playthrough had no problem. Third playthrough, I don't know what wall I smashed into, but I could not get through and it was funny because I was talking to my buddy who's put way more hours of this into into than I have. And he's like, just respect. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you haven't respect, have you? And I'm like, no. And he goes, why? And I'm like, 
I just never have done it. And he goes, you probably have enough to respect like 30 times. So I went and respect and it actually helped a lot because I took down a little bit of the strength, re-upped into other stuff. And it just, it made the fight a little bit easier. Still wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but made it a little bit easier because I was specced more properly for that fight. But the, um, whereas the level cap in this, you said you're around level... I'm 97, I believe, last I checked. Okay, 97. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, actually, I don't have the game pulled up right now, and I think I've only done like one or two levels since then, so give me one second on that. I can Google. Oh, wait, what What I'm at? No, oh, I thought you were just saying what the max was. Oh, the max is like 700 and something. 713, good lord. <laughs> so, for an example, I am at level 262. It would. It takes over six hundred thousand runes for me to level up now. To go to a level, yeah, yeah, for just one level. So that's for three playthroughs. That's where I'm at right now, and um, just for an example, my high, my highest rating is of course strength, which is at eighty, which. I've heard that there's a soft cap at 80, so that's why I haven't put any more into it. That it's kind of like, you can keep doing it, but it doesn't make a huge difference after 80. Yeah, so, sure. so what you can do is get, like, go to that 7, 713? Yeah, 713 is max. Get yeah. to 713 and just have everything 100. Mm, which okay. is insane, because I'm not even halfway there yet. I'm, not, I'm still not even halfway there to, to that. And I know that I think my one... Buddy that played it's on like his 10th playthrough of it and and that's the other thing adam how many endings do you think this game has uh i believe aren't there like three like main endings but then there's also other stuff all right so there are three main endings that are linked to achievements and stuff yeah there's the Elden lord there's the ronnie the witch one and then there is the Frenzied Flame one. By the way, with Ronnie the Witch, make sure there's a little thing you have to do right after you beat the Elden Beast. Make sure you do that, because on my first playthrough, I did everything for the Ronnie quest and forgot to do that at the end. So then I had to, on my second playthrough, redo everything for Ronnie's quest. Which isn't that bad. It's not a hard quest to do. It just takes time, and it really takes you out of the way a few times, too. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Um... There are apparently six different endings. Oh, okay. So there's a few more, and I know my buddy's spoken about them, but I'm like, they're not achievement links, so I don't care. But there's like... I a- wonder, because I just did a thing where I did a... Was it Fee of the Deathbed Companion? Mm-hmm. I got an item from her that I know that doesn't ending, but I don't remember which ending that is. And there and there's a lot of stuff. You have to do these little tiny things with some of them that if you got them, you got to make sure to check the boxes and stuff. Uh, the frenzied flame ending. That I'll one is insane. It is, it is the easiest one to get, per se, because you just have to go do it. And basically, after you do it, everyone's like, "Yeah, we don't want to deal with you anymore. You've chosen the wrong path, and you just basically just go through the rest of the game." At that it's, point, it, with your with your eyes glowing and scars on yeah. your body. Yeah, no, no spoilers just in case, but it basically involves standing in front of a certain door naked and then you can get that ending. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's, um, so the hardest part of that was seriously getting to that door. And it's not a fight. It's basically you have to fall down 
a little path thing and just making sure you're falling correctly. By the way, there is a really good shield that you can easily miss during that. And I did, so now I have to redo mm. that whole portion again. Gotcha. To get that shield. It's the fingerprint shield. It like absorbs 100% of any damage that you get hit with. With I think no negative stamina. It's, it's something ridiculous. Oh. Because I've seen a good. build where someone was wielding two of those. <clears throat> and it was... It, like, like I said, there, there's crazy builds. I've seen a Sonic build. Um, I've seen, like, where you're... Because there's apparently a Asher War that makes you roll. So what they did was they just had their character... They made their skin blue and just rolled into everything. Is mm. it good? Not really, but it's just a fun gimmicky thing to do. Uh, another one I've seen is people have done, like, different anime character builds. Like, I've seen an Escanor from... Um, from Seven Deadly Sins build, where it's got where it's just an axe and throwing a ton of flames and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like I said, this is a really cool game, and it's something like I said, everybody has a different experience with it. Like you said, you started a samurai class. I did too. We're probably going in very different directions. Because do you have a main weapon you use? Yeah, I've been using uh, Bloodhound Fang basically the whole time. Okay, correction. There is a there is an obvious superior weapon. In this game, and you can get it super early on, and it is, in my opinion, one of the best weapons in the game and super underrated. But if you talk to everybody, they'll be like, oh yeah, I definitely used Bloodhound's Fang. I've dual-wielded two of those things. They are devastating. They are awesome. But as I got later, I did switch to the Rune Sword, which is like Mm -hmm. this giant piece of like a building that's grafted to be a sword that you can just slam down into things. And then there's of course the the gut swords too from uh, Berserk that look like Berserk, gut sword. Yeah. yeah, those I've I I did get a build where I had two of those and that was kind of fun. But I, I like the rune sword where you're able to um you like do a gravity slam and it like sends a gravity wave out from you. Oh, so, are those Redan's swords or whatever? No, they're sort of like those, but a little bit different. Because um, he definitely you, has the gravity of the big rocks on his sword. Yes, and have you? And I'm assuming you fought him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That hands down. While there are other great fights in this game, that was one that I loved playing because it's it's something to wear like epic music in the background. You're riding across a giant field. You're summoning up other people to help you. It's such a great like team battle. One in, in my in, in my opinion, it's it, it is a truly great battle, and it's. Technically early on in the game. Like you think it's it's later in the game, but that's technically very early in the game if you do it. Yeah, it's very different from anything that I remember from a from software game. Just be like, hey, summon a bunch of people and go run in a big battlefield. That is uh that's pretty new from again from what I can remember. So if you want to get the rune sword, if I remember correctly, go back to the castle and there should be um people in the courtyard. Fight them, and once you beat them, you get the rune sword. I probably have the rune sword. I I just like it. Like it, it scales pretty well to strength. And I mean, like, like I said, you you basically hold up in the air and slam it down. It sends like a gra- straight gravity wave out. Whereas Radon's, it's a Radon swords are are pretty good because of that whole it pulls p- things like everything into you, and then it does that um, AOE attack, which is really good. The other thing I like about those is where you two-hand them. Instead of just, you know, two hands on one sword, you just have two swords. Mm-hmm. Which is 
I it, it was it was one I I do go to every now and then because it is pretty cool to have those and everything. And of course, having all the I I I looked like a mini Radon for a while when yeah. I was playing because I just put all that armor on and went running around. So this is why I love. And some people are like, oh, I like just. My one criticism of the game is that I do feel that as an open world game, it's actually sort of aimless and. Like I understand, like you're not needing like an Ubisoft game where everything points exactly where you need to go, but I think the obtuseness and how it is. If honestly, if you don't have a guide or something, I you can miss so much because yep. they just it's so obtuse. But playing with a map like I'm doing, I'm getting every boss fight, every every piece of armor, every piece of weapon. So I can probably make that build on my new game plus, which is cool. I can just do that from the beginning. Yeah. Like I said, my, my, my first playthrough, I was like, I want to get everything I can done. Everything I can possibly done because I want to make sure that, like, I have everything so where on the next playthrough, if I want to dual wield or do something, I can just go to where I know this stuff is. And the funny thing is, I'm still finding new stuff. Mm. Like, still, on the most recent playthrough, I've ran into, like, a mini boss. Never seen him before. Never ran into him. Somehow completely missed him. Like, that's how much is in this game. I do say that if you are playing this game, have a YouTube open or have a wiki open just so... Because, like, quest lines and stuff, it's just through talking. Just people be like, oh, yeah, you there, there's a cave nearby that has this. And if you don't remember that there's a cave nearby, it doesn't mark on your map. It doesn't do anything like that. You've got to remember, keep that in mind. And there's some stuff that comes up, like that someone will mention way earlier in the game that comes up way later in the game, and you're like, wait, what? And then like you're seventy hours later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is fine. It's just this 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 game is not one like Ubisoft where your map's covered in dots and pins and stuff. Like the vaguest thing you get is if you go to those statues where they'll like have that little ethereal line vaguely pointing towards where a dungeon might be mm. stuff. So, um, and then you also have to remember you have to exhaust every, and again, they don't tell you this. You don't play from software games. So you have to exhaust every, you know, there's a little talk when you're talking to people, there's like a talk option. You have to exhaust those because if you talk to someone three times, you're like, I guess that's it. Oh, you didn't talk to them four and five times. You just completely miss out a thing. And then they don't move from that spot to advance the quest. Like you just have to know, you have to talk to people until they start repeating themselves. Yeah, and I'm. I was about to say I think you're far enough along the Ronnie. No, wait, you might not. I'm done with Ronnie. Oh, okay. Okay, I was. I was about to say because there's a part where you have to keep talking to a doll you're holding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to keep hitting talk, and eventually she'll be like, "Oh, you're a persistent one." So it that and and that's one of them. I would have never guessed to do that, ever. But no, I was watching a playthrough where it mentioned, yeah, you just have to keep hitting talk till she finally responds. Yeah. And like, and and it, and it is one of those things that like I'm not used to in certain games. Like I'm like, oh, you're done, walk off, and it's like they're like, I had more to say. No, but this you, is Souls game specifically. You just have to keep hitting talk until they repeat themselves. Otherwise, I, you will miss out on so much. Yep, uh, extra items, extra lore, extra stuff like that. Uh, so my th my thing with this game is this. I, I put so much time into it. It was a game that I didn't know if I wanted to get. And I was back and forth. But once I finally got it, it's definitely, I think, served its time for me. And definitely ranks up there. It's probably, I would say, top 10 games I've played of all time. I think. 
I, 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 me, me, Ellie and Eric have this discussion sort of in the background every now and then about, um, like doing a top 10, I mean, top three games and everything. And I've said, my problem is that, that, that list changes depending on my attitude or my mood at the time. Mm-hmm. So it, it all depends. That, that That's why you get the uh, behind-the-scenes thing. That's why you get the top games we've played over the past six months episodes of Zingness because that's just an easier way to be like, hey, here's what we've been playing or here's what we've been enjoying. Will this be on my list? Definitely. Because, I mean, I, I put 170 hours into it. It feels like it's the only thing I've played recently. Though, <laughs> there's another game that's slowly starting to creep back in. You'll be proud of me for this. Fall in mm-hmm. order. Gonna play it. Gonna beat it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, there we go. It's, it is next. It is something to where I'm finishing mopping up what I'm doing on Elden Ring for this playthrough. And then I'm going to focus on actually beating that game because after getting the the crap knocked out of me in Elden Ring, I feel like any Souls-like game is probably going to be not a cakewalk, but a lot easier to do now. Which, of course, Fallen Order is Souls-like to an extent. Yeah, you will understand better, especially if you were good at parrying in this game. Uh, you will be much better at uh, Fallen Order whenever mm. you get to that. And I've also picked up and started playing Sekiro a little bit too, which well, you have to parry in that. Oh game. yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say there, it, the I'm gonna tank the tank doesn't work in that game. It's oh you've got to get real good at doing this, but once you get really good at parrying and stuff, the, the game becomes easier. Also, knowing to do the stealth attacks so or you take out one health bar before you fight a boss is also essential too, in, in that game. Like I said, each of these games have their own different little quirks, but I feel like this one is very much play your own style too. And as long as it works, it works. Yeah, it definitely feels the most approachable of the most. I I think that this game will probably be, I already think it is the best selling from software game, but I think it'll definitely be like the most mainstream, the most popular, the best selling. That approachability and that openness um, even again, even, oh, people who weren't fans before, like you, are just super into it. So I think they definitely uh, they got something special with this one. Yeah, I mean, and and the honest thing was, I tried and I tried with other From Software games and kept running into those walls. And with this one, it's I ran into that wall, dusted myself off, and went, "I'm going to go over there." So that except uh, for the hands, I remember listening to you when you got to the hands. Oh God, no! It's it's that one <laughs> castle. Yeah, it's, it's that one castle where like it was dark. I. And just every time I rounded a corner, there was another set of them. And it's funny because now I go through that area and I just blow them away. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's just, it's so strange how just different a gameplay is once you've done stuff or once you know what's coming too. So you can set yourself up. Speaking of which, um, I did want to go over a few scores that this game has gotten, if you don't mind. And I want you to tell me if you agree with them. So Game Informer, 10 out of 10. GameSpot, 10, 10 out of 10. IGN, 10 out of 10. Um, PC Gamer N, 10 out of 10. And The Guardian, 5 out of 5 stars. Pretty pretty similar scores. I w- <laughs> so Here's my thing. Is that I do, so when I think about it, I'm like, I do like these kind of games. I have a lot of criticisms from software games that this game doesn't change. Uh, we've kind of talked about it on here about, mm. you know, how obtuse it is and you know you just have to just know things that, that the game never tells you and again i don't need the game to hold my hand but i feel like it, at least vaguely know that i have a hand 
That's, yeah. that, that, that's uh, reaching out. Th- this, this acknowledge I have a hand, please. Yes. Um, with that said, though, looking at right now, it's still my game of the year, I think. like I, until Unless there's an indie that blows me away or if God of War hits this year, I don't think there's any way that Elden Ring doesn't win game of the year everywhere. So I can't really argue with the reviews, even with my criticisms, because I don't think anything has gotten to being this close as a, of a phenomenon and being as good as it is. So I can't really argue with the uh, scores, even if I still have my qualms with the game. So pretty impressive i mean i've i've got my issues with it, but like i said i've devoted 170 hours like that isn't 170 hours over x amount of, it's it's 170 hours since i bought the game which i bought i think a month after it came out so it's yeah, it's been like three months or something yeah yeah it, it's been some amount of time that it's it should be disturbing the amount of time i put into this and and it is um but i i mean game of the year i keep forgetting god of wars coming out supposedly like, i I don't doubt it's coming out. It's just we haven't seen much on it. And maybe it's... As I've said before, God of War is one of my favorite games of all time. Like, the the, the, the series, the new one especially. Like, And I, I, I just... I love where they're going with it. And that's kind of... The reason that puts it up so high on my list is because of the legacy of that game. This had kind of no legacy going in aside from being a From Software game. And it's kept me around... For, like I said, that 180 hours worth of time almost. And do I think it deserves the accolades of perfect? It gets there. My other, my only other problem with it is, if you really want me to, to point out, but this is something where certain, I guess, if you're from software, um, legacy player, it's like, well, duh. So stuff where I'm behind a wall and I'll get freaking hit. By something, or just just the BS amount of like random hitboxes not connecting correctly, or this that and the other. This doesn't have it as bad as I've heard other games did, but there have been plenty of times where I was like trying to heal or trying to hide for a second, and something was able to damage me through a wall. Now, could yeah, I like do that to them? The could I could I do that to them in reverse? Probably not. But yes, there there was some BS moments. And it's mostly early on. Like, I didn't have that as much later in the game. Like once I got on New Game Plus and New Game Plus Plus, it didn't become such an issue for me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's it, a bigger problem when you have 250 health points compared to, you know, a couple thousand. Or yeah, something. it's it's something to where like you're because because that's that's the other thing. That that's why New Game Plus and everything gets so much easier, is because you're max like you're maxed out on your flask. You're able to, like, you actually drink it and it does something. Whereas, like, when you're starting, you drink it and it's like a little tiny help. Boop. So, it it does make a huge difference. But like I said, the the, the game, it it's rewarding for me on the next playthrough to where I can actually not live in fear of giant hands attacking me. That I can actually go up against, um... Oh, Cool. Sorry, I just got a text message. Ellie will be home for Father's Day. Woo. She's been in um Florida for the past week, so. Gotcha, gotcha. By, by the way, happy Father's Day to everybody. We're recording this on Father's Day, so. There's that. I was about to say, talk, talking about fathers and in this game, every father in this game, I think, is a D-bag. Um, in, in the game. Um, so, I, I wanted to ask, what has, what was your favorite boss fight that you've done so far? Oh, what is my favorite boss fight? Huh, I gotta think about... The Redan one is cool just because of the mechanics, but actually... Hmm. 
I don't know. You tell me so I can think about it because there's there's some good ones in here. Radon's definitely up there for me. Like, it is very high on the list, but it's something to where New Game Plus and New Game Plus Plus, I have had no... It's It's been a fun fight, but there's been no challenge to it, if that makes any sense. Like, I go into that fight, and it's kind of like I, I can coast through it now. Yeah. Now, oh, I got one. Okay. I got it. And I knew, again, because I'm looking at a map and I know where everything is, I knew this was happening. But if you didn't know it was happening, it would be insane. It's also a lot of people's favorite item in the game. Whenever you're in, uh, is it Norcon, the Eternal City or whatever, mm-hmm. Forgotten City, whatever that's called? Yeah. When you first walk up into that arena and the Mimic Terror appears, uh, that's got to be wild. If you have no idea that's coming and all of a sudden this piece of goop turns into what you have on and becomes you and you have to fight yourself. That's pretty wild. And then again, that's a lot of people's favorite Spirit Ash, even though I think they nerfed a little bit. So I think that is, that's wild that you just walk into an arena and you have to fight yourself all of a sudden. Again, I knew it was coming up, but if you had no idea, that had to be like the most insane thing ever. Uh, the first time I fought it, it was one to where I was like, oh, this is going to be that hard. And it kind of bat me around a little bit because I, I knew it was coming, still saw it, and then got bapped around. On my second playthrough, I didn't go through that area on my third playthrough, but on my second playthrough, I unequipped everything. Yeah. Walked in, <laughs> re-equipped after it started, and just freaking bashed it into the ground for the fun of it. Yes, Mimic Tear is the best summon in the game. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, and it's gonna be like uh, you noob. Um, it is the best summon in the game, in my opinion. Uh the next closest for me was the wolves. But once I got Mimic Tear and fully upgraded that, I was like, why should I use anything else? This is this is amazing. And if if you can equip it correctly, like I've done it to where I've gone to boss battles, had that equipped with like a bow and arrow, and mm-hmm. then re-equip myself with actual melee and had that do distance so I could do up close. So there's kind of weird stuff you can do like that if you're quick enough. My favorite fight has to be Melania. The goddess of rot, which I'm sure you have not come across yet. No, uh, no, yeah, well, yeah, no, that's at the end of the game. I'm Melania Blade of whatever the thing that everyone Blade has heard a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, everyone's heard that hundred times, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and and that's and and that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh man, this this boss. It's it is an optional boss battle that I make a a point to to go and do. Like it was funny because I played through on my third playthrough. I was talking to my what buddy that's played this. Uh, I'll give him a shout out real quick, Rob. No, it's not the Rob you're thinking about. I have like five Rob friends apparently now. <laughs> but um, I, I was like, yeah, I, I got the frenzy flame. I got all the achievements. He goes, oh, cool. So he goes, he goes, you're about to start a new game plus, 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 your fourth time. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so how's your Melania fight? I'm like, I skipped it. And he goes, you skipped it? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so you're going to go do it before you restart, right? And I'm like, no. And he goes, okay. And I just, the way he said that, I was like, ugh. <laughs> you gotta do it now. Yeah, I was like, I gotta do that now. So I really just want to get there because I, I don't think I don't know if he'll still be here. But that let me solo her guy. I just want that guy to show up because that was my favorite thing that came out of Elden Ring of all time. So. Ha- have you summoned other players to help you? No, I've never done an actual another player summon. I haven't either. And it's funny because he he'll bug me about um doing it, but since I play on PC and he plays on PlayStation, it's not cross platform. So yeah. I also just 
that I slam myself against the wall. No, the, the Melania fight is very unique, and it's a very interesting fight, and she's such a... She's very predictable. Like, all of her attacks are very, like, easy to see. So if you still get hit by them, it's kind of almost your own fault. But she's such a devastating fight, and it's such a cool fight to to, to go in and fight against. Uh, like I said, the Radon one's up there, and there's another gimmick fight that I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's another very gimmicky fight, which I'm just going to say, pay attention to the... There's there's a weapon as you walk into the area. Oh, and is it, that the snake? Yeah, okay, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that one. I was about to say, that gimmick fight was was a lot of fun because of just how just... You grab that weapon, and the fight just basically becomes like just an, an arcade game for a little bit. But the Melania fight is one that I hold as like a very unique and very awesome fight to 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 be involved in because of just how cool it is, how unique it is, how irritating it is that every time she hits you, she gains health back. And also, if she hits you, you're basically dead most of the time too. Yeah, especially with that one attack. But it's the rivers of blades or whatever the hell that thing's called. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, like blade dance. Like the rivers of blood blade is a dance. different weapon. Oh no, there's yeah, the, where she swooshes around a bunch. She yeah. learned it from that other character that's in the lore. Because again, if you read an item, it'll tell you whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Talking about the blade dance or whatever. Yeah, it's it, it it is a really cool. It's it's really cool. And you when you get the weapon, if you upgrade, it, you can do it yourself. But it's not as devastating. Yeah, she does it three times, and basically, if you get caught by it, you're basically dead. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah you're you're basically done. And then there's a second stage to that fight too. Which you start to get Scarlet Rot build up, and she still is healing every time she's hitting you, and it just becomes crazy. So it's it's a fight that was so unique and something that it it's one I've seen people oh well you can cheese it or you could do this. It's a fight I want to fight, and I want to fight her in the sense of me versus you. I'm not gonna try to do anything to cheapen this. If that makes any sense. Because, yes, there there are other fights where you can seriously sit back in the corner, use poison arrows, and knock out the boss before it even triggers the, like, beginning of the fight. So, um, most hated enemy in the game so far. Most hated? Because um, I definitely have a top pick. Those hands suck when you first get them. I don't like anybody who gives you status effects. Uh, so mostly the people like rot and shit or uh, death build up or whatever. It's just I hate death build effects in worst. these games. Uh, status effects in these games suck so much. But I would say that my least favorite fight that I had wasn't. I actually think it's a really cool fight. So the first time uh, I went to the river of Ansel or Ansel or whatever, and I was way under level, but I actually just powered my way through it, and I fought that the first deer spirit whatever those oh, things are called yes. um, and it's a great fight it's beautiful but I was doing such little damage because I was so under leveled for it um, I'm like th- that fight literally took me about 15 or 20 minutes just because I was doing no damage but the fight's so beautiful and stuff I really can't complain but I was like I cannot believe I'm doing this boss fight for 20 minutes because I can't I'm doing chip damage uh, I, I know exactly there, there's there's two there's the regal there's two of them, yeah. yeah regal ancestor spirit and then there's the ancestor spirit but one of them, I can't remember which one. I get them mixed up, but one of them is completely missable if you're not paying attention. And the other one is also missable if you're not paying attention. 
uh, a beautiful fight. I definitely will give it. Like, that is something to where, like, the boss battles in this game are, like, their own little world. And I love that about them. My most hated one is the, I don't know if you've run into them yet, Demonic Tree Sentinels. They're Demonic the, Tree Sentinels. Is that, like, the lacerated or whatever, like, the big weird tree things? No. They are, are these the dudes in the armor? They are the dudes on horseback in armor. Okay, oh, yeah, like yeah. Well, I mean, there's the one at the very beginning of the game when you first walk outside. Well, there's... That's just a normal tree sentinel, though. Yeah, that's just a normal one. Now, have yeah, you gotten yeah. to the capital yet? Have, have, have no. You... Okay. I'm doing everything else first. When you get to the capital, you're going to meet one. Because you have to go by to get to the capital. That one's a annoying pain in the ass. There's another mm. one later that's even worse. Now, are those the tree sentinels who put dragon parts on them? Yeah, yeah, and, okay, and, they, yeah. and they can call down lightning, and and that lightning is like spin move, head headshot style of like it yeah. will get you no matter what. So, so yeah, so you have so they are irritating. The one there's one at near the end of the game, and that thing I will take any boss battle over that anytime it was so annoying you can't summon your man you, you can't summon ashes of war it is every time like i tried to cheese it one time by hitting it with arrows and it called down the lightning hit me and it threw me off the bridge i was on so uh -huh. i insta died from that like it, it it's it's just an annoying fight i hate it i hate it so much um <laughs> It, it it is it is one of those that like I've I've gotten angry at a few points in this game. That one was like controller breaking level angry, of just having to go up against it because because the the horse will shoot fireballs. He'll call down lightning. It's it's so much BS stuff you have to deal with at one time. And at least on the first time you face him, you can summon Ashes of War. The second time you can't, and it's just so infuriating. Can you at least get on the horse? No. Oh god, I hate that. Yeah, uh, you, hate you can't you can't even get on um Jeez. on on your on your little goat horse thing. You can't. Like you have to face and the thing I did was I I did like the summon where I gave it I mean I used the magic to give it scarlet rot, ran away, hid, watched it scarlet rot go down bring it down to like almost half health, run back out, try to rinse and repeat that without getting hit by fireballs and lightning. And then as it walked away, because there's a certain point in it where you can get to where it will kind of leave you alone. Mm -hmm. And it will go back. But the second he turns around, you'll either get fireballed or or, or hit with lightning. And I just watched him walk away and then just peppered him with a few arrows to finish him off. Like, it, it was... I. It was a fight that I felt like I could have done this more honorably, but I was like, no. He deserves nothing more than dishonor because god dang it, that fight is annoying. So, that long into the game, you can be as dishonorable as you want. It's oh, I, I, I was, it was one of those moments, like, I was sitting there, like, I will just, like, I had to respect for one of the fight, for the, for the Elden Beast. This one, I was like, I, I, I'm going to destroy your existence. And there's no easy way to, um, to go against them, too. And I, I uh, anyways, enjoy that. It's coming. Don't worry. You'll have fun, fun times. It. It, it, it's, yeah. it's super fun. It's great. At least the first time you can be on your horse and summon uh, your mimic or whatever, yeah. what whatever subpar ashes of war you have that's not your mimic. I mean, my mimic is the only one that's plus ten because it uses a different um, 
material. So that's the one I'm going to rock with until I. Oh get yeah, the other I was I was about to say just it. Everyone will argue that there's other one. I'm like the the mimic is just the best. Also, that there's ways you can. If you give yourself there, there's a um, talisman you can get that makes you automatically be aggroed against. Yeah. Oh, I you can give yourself that. that. Summon the mimic with that on. And then take it off. Then take it off. So then it will just plat whatever you're fighting will just plow into that mimic, and then you can basically. Because yeah. I definitely changed my talismans where it's like, oh, your jump attack does more damage, and when you do multiple hits, your power goes up. So like, oh yeah, he's just jump attacking and just hitting people, yep. you know, eight times in a row, and he kills a boss by himself. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like I said, we, we've talked about this game definitely up there for us as, as a very enjoyable game. I'm glad I was able to get somebody on to talk about it and everything. It's uh, someone who I feel is like at the same level I am with the understanding of it too, because I'm sure there's people listening to this, like they're not talking about the in-depth lore and all the stuff like that. And it's like, it's great. It exists, but it's something to where I feel like I've said this before if I ever am in a moment where I I prefer to talk about UFOs, aliens, and Bigfoot in public spaces before I talk about the storyline to Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have a new addition to that list. Elden Ring lore. Like, yeah. I would rather talk about anything else in front of p- people in public than Elden Ring lore with people who don't know what I'm talking about. Because it sounds like the most craziest thing in the world. Because, yeah, there there, there, there might be a little um, History Channel after dark in this with, with the whole alien stuff, too. That kind of seeps in a little bit. Which you've, you've already touched on some. Yeah. With, with Ronnie and everything. Because, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it gets weird. It, it, gets, it gets there. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, phenomenal game. Definitely everyone has their own experiences. Uh, let us know if you're playing it where you're at in the co- um, at Twitter or wherever you can find Zygnus. Uh, Gumby, what else are you playing? Uh, I'm actually, when we get off of here, so I basically played Elden Ring all week to you know get more prepared for this episode. But after we get off of this recording, I'm going to go ahead and play Shredder's Revenge. Ah! Because it's really good, so I'm about to jump into that uh, this afternoon. So, so what are you playing it on now, if I may ask? Uh, it's on Game Pass, so I'll either play it on the Xbox or PC, because I think it's on both versions of Game Pass. Hmm. Not sure yet. I haven't decided what to buy it on yet. Because everyone, I think, um, through the Secret Levels is, of course, playing it on uh, Switch. But I've heard it's going to be cross-platform, which I'm, like, holding out to see if that comes to fruition. Because I'd... I mean, I That'd just... That'd be nice. I, I, as much as I love my Switch, I'd rather just play stuff on PC. Yeah, so. big, big same. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things. I, I, I bought this stupid glow machine that sits beside me for a reason. So might as well use it. Um... Mm-hmm. Also, I bought the Switch for a reason, but that's for any Nintendo properties. So, um, on that note, you're going to be playing that. Um, as for me, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give the college try to, to fall in order. I feel like it's, it's, it's a game that somebody, <clears throat> you have, um, demanded that I must play. I have also been ridiculed multiple times by other Star Wars fans of how are you a gamer this into Star Wars, and you still haven't played Fallen Order. And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm going to remedy that, I think, as my next thing to check off on my list right now of at least being it. Because everyone's like, it doesn't take that long if you just put the time and effort in. And I sit yeah, there and no. I go, and I'm like, huh, I could just play Elden Ring some more. And now I don't have that. 
that in back of my mind. Cause I'm like, I got all the achievements. All I'm doing now is just basically playing it to play it. So maybe play something else for a little bit. We'll see how long that lasts. But I, I definitely want to give the effort into Fallen Order because I feel it's 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 earned that that it's it's time now with with Kenobi and everything like that. By the way, have you been watching Kenobi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So real quick, final episode will be out by the time you listen to this, dear listener. But thoughts on the series so far, yay or nay? I'm enjoying it so far. I think there's only one episode I really didn't enjoy. Um, other than that, I just love to see Ewan McGregor back. Having Hayden back is great. It's just all the prequel love, but then also it's like, hey, this sad man is, you know, we're learning how he becomes an even sadder man in a couple of years. I was about to say, I wanted you to narrow it down, but that technically works for either of them, too. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of them. Just sad old men now. Um, no, I, I've, I've loved it so far. I've I've championed that this is a great series that, like, especially the what happened in the last 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 episode. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, Vader not igniting his lightsaber for that fight was a pure, like, that fight was beneath him. And everyone's like, why didn't they kill her or finish her off? And it's like, because he felt it was beneath him to even do that. Like, that's that's the level Vader's at, in my opinion. In my opinion, what I'm gathering from it. But I'm excited. I'm excited. This series, and it's funny because I actually had a look, look back on my Facebook of like, it was like someone posting, like, men only want one thing and it's disgusting. And it showed a picture of Kenobi. And I'm like, I'm like, you're not wrong. I was like, this was posted like three years ago. And I'm still like, well, true. Um, So, so yeah, definitely going to be catching up on that. Definitely going to be a Star Wars time for me for a little bit. But um, with that, uh, where can people find more from you, sir, when you're not on Zygnus talking about Elden lore or fantasy football? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Gumby or Respawning Fire, which is a video game podcast, or Isle of Misfit Rolls, which is a D&D podcast. Those are the three things I'm doing. Awesome. Uh, of course, you can find Zygnus wherever you find great podcasts. Uh, definitely, well, if you're listening to this, you've already checked us out. But also check out our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And we'll be back next week with another nerdy topic. show.